Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the latest edition of Fergie Time, a daily record podcast with myself, Keith Jackson, and of course, a special man, the man himself, Barry Ferguson. Um, today, we're going to be discussing, looking back a little bit on some of the weekend action, there's some big talking points from that. But mainly, we're going to be looking forward to the start of the Europa League, uh, both Celtic and Rangers in action this week. And looking back, Barry, uh, on some of your memories of European football and just what these guys are about to get themselves involved in and what it means to a football player to play at that level. Um, first of all, though, I think we need to look back and pay um, some attention to what's going on at the weekend there. Specifically, you know, another win for Rangers, another win for Celtic. That carries on, the league thing carries on. Big blow for Rangers with Ryan Kent's hamstring, Barry. Um, the early indications appear to say it could be anything up to six weeks. Uh, you were telling me that that would be a fairly significant injury if that's the case. Yeah, well, if it's a hamstring injury and you're, you're out for six weeks, that, that's a serious um, tear in your hamstring. I was, uh, know that I was surprised. Obviously, big signing, massive player to come back. He's the manager's obviously thought they need to, to throw him in. I, I would have probably done the same. Um, but listen, it's a massive blow. He's felt a little bit rushed to me, Barry. As if yeah, you know, he's listen, got his guy and he's desperate to get him out there. Look, he's, there no, he's, he's not, not played a, a lot. No, he's not played a lot of football. Let's be honest. When he's he's been at Liverpool, but listen, when you go and bring a player in like, like him and what he done for Rangers last uh, last season, I thought he was the top man for Rangers. Certainly in the big games, mm-hmm. you go and pay seven million pound, which is a hell of a lot of money for Rangers. Um, I can see why the managers went and threw him in because he's he is a top player. Let, let's be honest, and I'm sure all the fans that went to Ibrox were were desperate to see him again. But for him now to boot for six weeks is a it's a body blow. Let, let's be honest, because as my, I said, my point is here, Baz. In this situation, has Gerard shown a little bit of inexperience? Because there has been a little bit of that through his. No, his, I, I, his I don't think he has. Just freak freak bad luck. This, this has happened. Yeah, because listen, he's, he'll be a naturally fit boy. He just you no know, played a lot of football. Look, I would have been the same if I'm signing somebody at seven million pound. I'm desperate to get him out in that pitch for You're the fans to see him. Somebody for seven million pound at Kelty Hearts, then what? Well, I'm a different <laughs> planet, aren't I? <laughs> it's seven like grand, quid. No, seventy quid. <laughs> uh, no, I, look, I don't think he's he's rushed. He's just excited we're getting him in. Mm. Look, you you could see in the manager's face. When he was speaking about him, he was frustrated that it looked if it wasn't going to happen. Obviously, last day of the window, it goes and and it happens, and they bring him bring him into the club. And then for me, he's just been desperate to get him on that that field. You see, he's trained all week, mm. so there's been no signs that he's been he's been rushed. Just a lack of game time, but 
the only way you're going to get fit is getting on that pitch and playing it's a huge blow for him though if he is because if it is six weeks he could be missing just about all of this Europa League campaign which we're about to talk about um, mm. but you know you go out your way you, you get that sort of money to get a signing like that and then you miss him for the Europa League just yeah but that's why he's got a big squad he's got like Ojo still there he's got Brandon uh, Barker um, Arfield can play out there but look as a, a blow look I thought he was a, a great signing as I said last year I hadn't seen I'll be honest with you I hadn't seen the, the boy play um, he'd heard his name he'd been out in a lo- uh, at loan on loan sorry at a couple of clubs it never really worked for him but I thought when he came up here he was the shining light in the Rangers team at times he was that bit of difference you need in the final third yeah um, and the biggest thing for me is he showed up in the big games mm-hmm. i.e. the old firm I games he's got a good appetite for it ah, he is and listen there's a lot of pressure on his shoulders now uh, £7 million as I said before it's a lot of money to spend um, especially for Scottish football at this this moment in time so I, I think aye it's a blow but look, that's why Rangers have got a big squad did it look like a tear to you <clears throat> when you saw him I mean you, you can tell you me can the difference it. here between tearing a hamstring nicking a hamstring straining a hamstring what's you know in, in terms of how it feels as a, as, as a player and the well I was lucky enough that I never um, I never tore anything mm-hmm. I just had slight strains or whatever but you could see in his face that he was in a bit of pain but the tear is that actually what it comes away comes away off the no, bone no just your muscle tears just, mm. uh, it's one of the you could be the fattest guy ever and you could play every single game it's just your potluck mm-hmm. um, the way the fo- football is now it's that explosive isn't it everybody's that fit and it could be it could be anything it could be a bit of tiredness creeping in we obviously know we, we, we can't because it was um, early on in the game but um, look it's just any bad luck. Yeah. Ah, he's not played a lot of football, I get that. But listen, he's he'll be fit the amount of training that modern day football players do and the amount of gym work they do and the amount of like kind of recovery stuff they they get. I just put it down to a bit of bad luck. I don't think the manager's rushed him back. Um he's just been excited that he's got him in and he's wanted to get him out that part out in that part as quickly as possible for Celtic Barry did you see any other match at Hamilton I seen the first half yep before I went down to sunny Auckland to watch Auckland <laughs> uh, play um, they were an easy street in the first half um, I thought when they scored the early doors uh, first three or four minutes I thought it was a case of them going on and getting another few goals but look it never happened but I, I don't think they looked under any pressure at any stage but it's one of the ones Jacko when I played when you've got a lot of players away in international duty you've got that two week break you get obviously the boys would have got five or six days off to go and recover normally when you you come back for, for that two weeks been been off it's just a case of getting the three points it's, yeah grinding look, it aye look you don't care how you play look you want to go and play well but it's a case of you've only got the, the players two or three days before your league game so it's a case of just getting the the three points on the board because two or three weeks down the line they'll bother how you played. Mm-hmm. It's about what's well, it's five for five, which is the important statistic for Celtic, isn't it? And then, and I wrote a couple of weeks ago, right before the season started, it might take near a hundred points to win this title this year. I just think that Celtic and Rangers, there's a gap between the two of them the rest of the field which means I think there's going to be a lot of I think there's a clear I think you're bang on I think there's a clear gap between the two 
than the rest. And that's me no been been harsh on Aberdeen. You just need to look what's happening with Hearts and Hibs now. Um I've got a sneaky feeling <laughs> you might you might laugh here. I think Munnell might be a surprise package I, this year. I'm not, I, I absolutely agree with you. I've um I just think that the job that he's done there the players that he goes and brings in, he goes down to the conference and, and nips some some diamonds, rough diamonds, right? But do you know what? I think I think they could be a surprise package, but I think... They're also playing the, far better football than they had originally. He went in there and thought, neat start winning games. He did that. He won games. It wasn't very then pretty. Then he changed the way he played. But he's changed it. Yep. And they are a better side, a more attractive side to watch now. Yep. But, but, I, I, but I maintain, I honestly believe... I think you're going to be getting close to 100 points. I, I think this, you're right. I, I don't think MD's going to touch Rangers or Celtic this year. It's going to be clearly, as I've said plenty of times before, it's going to come down to the old firm games. Mm. If both Celtic and Rangers are on it and their, their attitudes are right, I don't see MD taking points off them. And that's away from home as well. I, I really don't. If they are, they're on it, it's going to come down to the the old firm games for right. me well we'll come back to what's happened there at the weekend because obviously we've got major things to discuss in terms of looking forward to the Edinburgh Derby and what is going on in the capital right now I mean this is a shambolic run for, for both of these big sides and they're really you know punching way beneath their weight and we'll need to discuss that later but I think the most important thing right now Barry you've just said there about you know Celtic Rangers so far out in front of the rest well now the Europa League group stages are about to start mm-hmm. Um Exciting, obviously, because you know it's European football. There'll be you know full houses more or more or less at Celtic Park and Ibrox for for these matches. A lot of excitement around about it. What difference does it make though to the players, right? When and you're in a cutthroat league competition, mm-hmm. and it is what we we're just discussing. You might need to get about 100 points out of your league, and all of a sudden, bang, you've got six games Europa League. As a as a player, can it? distract you can it um, can it have a negative impact in terms of the travelling the fatigue the coming back you know to, to play in the weekend playing every Sunday as opposed to Saturday games I'm wondering from a player's perspective how it affects you what effect it can have I, I can only go with my experience I don't think it's a distraction at all if you ask any player um, I was certainly with a mindset of this I would rather play games than train all week and just play Saturday to Saturday or Saturday and Sunday I would rather play during the week mm-hmm. um, the excitement of Europe especially at home under the lights at Ibrox a full house you, you can't get any better mm-hmm. in, in European nights it, it's a different sort of atmosphere in terms of well obviously the weekend games are during the day I just loved night games going for my wee sleep in the afternoon getting up getting all excited coming in on the bus and getting out and I just felt the atmosphere was always different in European mm-hmm. nights. Aye, I get it. It was most. It was Champions League, but even look, the second best thing is the Europa League. I'm not a massive fan of it, but it's Europe. You're back European football at Ibrox. The players have got to go and enjoy it, and even going away from home. I used to love going and seeing different places, different stadiums. That's coming thing, up though, against players you don't get to see these places or you see hotel rooms yeah buses. you don't I don't mean to see different places I mean go and experience different atmospheres and different it's different for different, the best boys we could get it ah, well you were lucky <laughs> that's why I, I used to look at reports on a, a Thursday morning and think they were half candid don't you think they were watching the game <laughs> I, I thought I played well when I got a few not the record you were uh, reading there but no 
I used to enjoy the different experience going and playing against different players who you'd seen on video, you'd read about. But it was good to come up against these players um, in a few hostile environments as well. Andrew, I loved it. I loved it. I, I don't... And especially nowadays, it was just creeping in probably um, mid-2000s that the way that you were getting looked after as a player in terms of sports science and that mm-hmm. the amount of recovery stuff you, you got uh, in terms of shakes and uh, your ice bath started coming in and the medical staff used to when I first started off it was a physio and a doctor at the end of the day the, the medical staff was like six, seven, eight people and that's not even including my sewers so the players get looked after there's no excuses in terms of tiredness the amount of uh, the amount of things they get done from them now, the amount of things that are out there for them now to help aid recovery, um, it's not an excuse. But if you ask a player, you want to just play. Mm-hmm. So, Some, talk, I'm interested. Uh, you know, you talk about it's different because it's a European game. It's a nighttime game. You've got that delay through the day, where, where mm-hmm. there's a build up excitement. Whereas if you're playing, for example, your old firm matches more often than not, probably. 12, half 12, so there was no time, you were up, you were away, and, mm-hmm. but imagine that delay of waiting all day thinking, we've got fire tonight, or whatever, what's the what's that like for a well, player? Well, I used to, the night before the European Games, I used to uh, try and get up early the next morning, maybe about half seven, eight o'clock, and you would go and get your breakfast, you would go a walk, and then you would get your lunch, and then obviously try and get a sleep, and I felt you get that wee sleep half an hour 45 minutes that's all I used to try and get and then I would be I would be buzzing I just loved it I just loved the European nights as I say you're coming up against good players top players and that this is what the Rangers players should be excited about it's I look at the group they're in and you've got two teams for me Feyenoord and Porto who are Champions League teams mm-hmm. so go and enjoy it go and go and it's a big step up in class for the last group, isn't it? It is a big step up in class, but if you're a football player, that's what you want. You want to go and pit your wits against these guys and go and show that Rangers are are in the right track. You know what I mean? And, and they are, listen, that's, a, that's second year in the road of progressed. I will want to be in the Champions League, but it's a stepping stone for me now. Mm-hmm. They're in Europe. You're back, full house, under the lights. You can't get any better than that. Well, let's, well, we'll talk about Celtic's group just now, but I want to come back because obviously the last time Rangers played Feyenoord in European competition was, what am I going? 2002. 2002. Aye. And you were going for a place in the last eight of the Europa League and obviously the European Cup it might have been at that time even. Um, so I want to speak to you about your memories of that because I'm sure they're pretty vivid. Uh, and you're bringing things back until you actually say then. It, it comes back to us that night. Aye, well, well, let's look first because we're talking about a step up in class for, for Rangers. Celtics group, Lazio, Ren and Cluj. Again, these are massive clubs, massive matches. Lazio, massive club. Have you been there, near stadium? No, I've never been to Lazio Stadium. It's um, miles out the middle of Rome. It's it's like a work of art from the outside. Mm. There's the statues. I mean, it's incredible. And I would imagine as a football player when you're driving the bus in there, you think, oh my god, and it's built trees all around it up mm. in the hills. It's sensational. Ah, but that's again, you, you want to be involved in it. I there, there'll be a lot of disappointment on their side. They you know getting in the Champions League, but they've got 
clues you again. So you've got to put one over the over them. Um, I just I just loved Europe. I did. I, I'll be honest with you. Mm-hmm. It was. I've got so many great memories of, of playing in Europe, whether it be Champions League, whether it be, um, well, it's a Europa League now, it was the FA Cup. Yeah. Back, back it's then. It's still a big competition. And I think uh, we, as Scottish people, are going to have to get used to the idea that the competition. Europa League is probably the level that our clubs are going to be operating at more often than not. Yeah, but you've still got to have that ambition to, to get in the Champions yeah. League. The Champions League is, is amazing. Look, this next best thing is obviously Europa League as I says to you it's getting I'm going in the side of the Rangers and it's getting European football back to Ibrox for a start mm-hmm. that's the main thing well you said it and the, 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 the names of the clubs that are competing in the Europa League now the, the it, is like, it does feel like that you know yep. when you've got Lazio's and Feyenoord's and Porto's I mean these are big time clubs this is big time football that's what you want you want to play against these guys and for me I look at Rangers group I know you're talking about Celtic but I look at Rangers group that, that's a Champions League group mm-hmm. that's clubs with great traditions have been um, in the Champions League great stadiums great atmosphere Fan is a great place to play oh, I loved it that's a better oh, I, place isn't it I, it's a bit, that's what you want that's what you want Porto it's a beautiful stadium, mm-hmm. Porto. It's more like, um, it's different for Feyenoord. It's not as intense as Feyenoord. Feyenoord was intense. I enjoyed ah. it. I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed playing all there, albeit we get beat, but I loved it. I loved it. It was uh, non-stop singing that for was the on the fact. edge. You feel ah, like it's like, on the edge in there. We went out an hour before, well, sorry, we walked out of the pitch to, you know, you walk out and you have a wee wander about and see what the pitch is like their fans were in early doors singing and that's what you want to be involved they, they were trying to create a hostile environment I love that mm-hmm. I love that that's what you want as a player that's what football's all about right well let's go on that just now we, we were talking about this tie against final 2002 and it was 1-1 in the first leg at Ibrox yeah I remember it you scored a late penalty kick to, to equalise didn't you I remember it Windy night, wet night. Um, they were a good team. Well, not a good team. They were a, a very good team. They had a young Van Persie up yeah, front. Yeah, that's the first time I'd ever seen Van Persie. Aye, well, we obviously get told about him with the Dutch connection, obviously, with mm-hmm. the, like Arthur and all that being there. Um, uh, there's this young young boy up front, skinny. But the boy he can the play. Wing, didn't he? Aye, but well, he, sometimes some of the video we watched, he played through the middle, or he played out right, he played out left, he played anywhere. But he was the next best thing to come out of, yeah. of Holland, and um, aye, he was he was a player, and obviously his partner up front was well known for playing for the for Big Celtic. Pierre. Big Pierre, who to be fair was a again for me, I thought he was a top player. And then also, I just kind of look at who was in the middle of the part, and there was obviously Dutch international, Botsfeld. Um, and obviously, when I'm a bit younger, I'm asking Arthur, who was my go-to guy with experience, and what's this guy like in the middle of the part? He says, ah, he's a dirty fucking... He gets fired <laughs> into you, and he'll try and rile you up. And that was things that I enjoyed, you know what I mean? It was coming up against these guys, and... I remember he, he whacked us a couple of times early doors, but I, I enjoyed that side of things and coming up and seeing if you could, 
you could do what these these type of guys well you weren't and a young boy at that point though were you really I was 21 22 really still young still right okay aye because I'm, I'm thinking back to Lothar Mateus aye poked his eye aye aye you were even younger then yep what age would you be then 20 19 uh, I would have been about that I think was that 2000 round about aye I would have been I round about 20 20 year old um that, that, was you, that, that was you coming out. That, I remember that match. Oh. I remember him, and he actually looked from our perspective watching it as if he'd gone out his way to try and rail you. So there's that young boy. I'll I'll get eyes out of him. I'll. I but he's one of the guys I watched on telly. Exactly. And I thought to myself, well, what a player he was, a captain of Germany, and playing with the, the best club in Germany, Bayern Munich, and you were coming up against him, and um, that. that that was that was you at that stage trying to make a name for yourself in terms of what you could do with the ball mm-hmm. um, and just one of the ones I was just running about them and try to obviously their experience they try and rile you up but you obviously try and get in and show that you're no intimidated uh, you're, you're no taking the bait which I took the bait a few times in my <laughs> in my, my career but I, look, that's what it's all about what was um, can you remember was there a no, I, I just remember he kind of put his fingers towards me and, and he's, uh, one of his fingers went in my eye. I couldn't see for about 30 seconds, 35 seconds. It was one of the kind of blurry ways, but I, I try to stand up to me, a boy for Glasgow, well, for Hamilton, try to stand up to probably one of the most famous players at that time, oh, Matthias. Um, but again, that's that was... That's what it was all about playing in, in the big games, playing against the big players, seeing I what take, these guys done. And, well, that's what I'm going to say. Right, and I used to take a lot, see when I played against these guys. I, the 90 minutes, I, I respected everybody I played against before I, I crossed that white line. But see, when that whistle went, the respect went out the window. But during the game, you used to try and take the pointers and maybe look back at it and, and think what these guys done during the game. And um, But for me, if I'm 19... Right, and I'm up against Lothar Matthias as you said you know you've grown up watching this guy dominate midfields and world cups and right. all sorts and if if I felt 19 I've got this guy he's, I've rattled him a wee bit he's, you know the fact that he's actually poking me in the eye the fact that he's reacting to me the fact that he even realises I'm on the same pitch as him that'd do me I'd be happy with that was it for you was that a kind of no, coming of age no I never th- I, I never thought it in that way I just always went out with a mentality the mentality to come up against these guys knowing that I was not going to be a pushover. Aye, I was a bit young, skinny, strip a bit too big for me, but <laughs> I used to go out and I used to... How, how What's the word I'm looking for? I, I just used to go out and just be big and tall against these guys you know what I mean quite a lot of players went out and maybe went into their shells aye and I, I I never I never I made that point you know being like that and that was the upbringing I had at Rangers you know what I mean that was that was done to the coaches I had that was done to my dad and my brother mm-hmm. um, I never feared anybody I respected but I went out you weren't going to let mindset. them see that, that you were in any way no I went out with the mindset to go and say right I want them to think after the game hey, by the way that, that, that boy's no bad that was the kind of mi- mindset I always went out in the pitch whether it was p- 
playing Premier League here or whether it was playing Champions League against a top team I just went out with that mindset you know fearing that I think if you go out and you start to be annoy who you're playing against I've lost the game before ah, you started yeah, ah, I, I never as I say as I always respected him I mean he, he was an unbelievable player I could rhyme off quite a number of players who I played against who played at the World Cup finals semi-finals played at top clubs other days won loads of trophies I respect him but cross that white line the respect goes out the window um, and that that's just the mindset that I always had as a as a a player so and I up, took that right up, through my career you're up against Bosfield then at Ibrooks in that first leg against Feyenoord he's rattled you a couple of times what's your reaction? Oh, good I like it <laughs> I like it it's it, it riled me on a wee bit to to say right I, I'm in a game against you listen he was a good player he's a Dutch international well, he's he was, a seasoned Dutch international at that aye, point, and uh, again I didn't mind that you got to take as good as you get Um and it, it, that game that night they, they were a good team we watched them plenty of times on, on video um, obviously the, the players that I mentioned there Botsfeld, Van Persie, Van Hoydonk we were up against a, a good team I but we were also a good team Japanese internationals Ono scored the goal mm-hmm. I remember it. he was a good player as well I think it was a deflection off big, uh, big Bert Conterman mm-hmm. Um but again, that, that was the, the strength of that team that I played in. It, it could have been easy to, to feel sorry for yourself and they could have went on and... If we did start feeling uh, sorry for ourselves, they could have went on and scored another two or three goals. But we didn't. We, we grinded it and we got the, the draw and obviously went across there and it never went according to plan. But I thought we were the better team over there. Well, there wasn't much in it, was it, over the, over the two legs? What was it? They won the second three leg, 3-2. Three, two, and Hoydonk, two free kicks. Aye. <laughs> I, I remember that one <laughs> I called him a couple of things did you? I, no to him he was too big <laughs> just under my breath I mean uh, no he'd he, be fair that was one of his trademarks it wasn't was it? by that point in his career yeah he was he, he was well he was coming to the he, I don't think he was coming to the end he had one or two years after that didn't he? I think so yeah but at that but, point he'd gone back but we spoke about it we spoke about it trying no give any free kicks away run about the edge of the box 25 yards out because that's one thing that he could do um, even with the, the quality goalkeepers we we had um, again it's just one of the things in the, in the game free kicks are, are given away some of them are soft but let's be honest the, the free kicks that he scored were, were quality free yeah, kicks different class different class um, this current final side has been struggling a little bit. Um, it won the championship, I think, three years ago. It's been miles off the last couple of years. Has obviously qualified for Europa League, mm. but they're not. They're not top notch. They're not Ajax. Yep. Um, Yapstam, the new manager. I think they're sitting seventh in the the Dutch head of the head of division. <laughs> Did, today is. Say the, that I, again. I, no, I'm not going to early. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> They're sitting seventh, struggling for form. I think they've only had a couple of wins out of five. Yeah. You know, should, should Rangers? Where, where, where do you rate this against the challenge that you faced back then? Or is okay, it incomparable? Both teams are different. Yeah. They, they're, they're obviously, as you say, that they've had a difficult time. I always kept an eye on them. 
for simple fact my ex-teammate was a manager and done a great job there Van Bronckhorst uh, Gio yep and obviously they've got another well, he was a top player wasn't he um, yep Stam and, and Charles look they're not the same but one thing you will get for a Dutch team is they'll be technically good they'll be able to handle the ball and they'll enjoy playing uh, on Ibrox right they might not be the same strength um, in terms of quality but it's a big club yeah fire nod mm-hmm. big name a big name they're coming to Ibrox on a Thursday night under the lights it's a great a great chance for these players to show that they can compete with a big club I don't know the team that they have been previously I think it was two years ago they won the Dutch was it two or three years three, ago three years ago I don't know as strong as back then but they'll still be a, a, a strong opponent mm. did you ever play against Yapstam by the way I must Not have done I was I must mm. have yep. and I only ask because I'm, I'm interested to know I remember I went to Eindhoven when Dick Advocat I remember Dick Advocat given the Rangers job but it was like months six in months advance before, right? it was six months before and I went out to Feyenoord, uh, to Feyenoord, PSV, to Eindhoven to go and do some interviews, speak to Advocat, all mm. that. This is months in advance, I'm coming. And I remember getting Yapstam around a table and the guy was brilliant. Could have been more helpful, great. Gave us a great interview, delighted, headed back, that was fine. And now, fast forward a couple of years, Yapstam at Manchester United and we've been sent down to do a Champions League game couldn't get any interviews the mix zone was a washout nobody was interested Billy Big Time's down there and I thought I remember walking out going oh, I've got to go back up the road here and I don't have an interview this is a nightmare and I'm standing in the car park outside Old Trafford and out walks Yap Stam to go to his car I thought oh you're belter so I said Yap and he just kind of looked at me didn't say anything I said Yap you won't remember me but a couple of years ago I came out of Eindhoven you had a great interview with me about Dick Advocat so, you know that was really really kind of you I was just oh that must have been very nice for you and he turns and walks away and just goes straight to his car and I was standing there raging <laughs> total blank by him so I'm thinking I can't work out if this is because he'd gone to Man United and become really arrogant or if he was just arrogant in the first place but helping us out anyway uh, that, was a, that was a bit of, the, 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 look I get asked that quite a lot about the Dutch and their arrogance aye but they believed in themselves yeah that's the biggest thing I got from I mean, oh, incredible levels of self-belief. Aye, but I think I, th- I, but I think I, I think <laughs> that's a good trait to have. They believe so much in themselves. Aye, um, it's probably like quite a lot of people. But they like the Dutch. Yeah, they, they think they're this. But do you know what? See when you actually get to know them, great people. Aye. I loved them. I learned so much off, like say Arthur Newman. I mean, you, you know that Ed, uh, Ronald was. Yeah, but what a man he was, you know what I mean? Well, have you ever met anybody with that level of self-confidence? Uh, but he could play. He oh, came right. to us he with half a He came to us with... He couldn't even bend his leg. He could only bend it probably halfway. Some of the things he'd done with a football... Well, just through wear and tear? Aye, well, he, he, he had an injury at Barca. I think that's why Barca let him go. And we signed him. And he, he never trained every day. Uh, after every session, he used to have ice packs all over his knee but I just I just used to laugh at the the, the amount of self-belief he oh, had was, taken out aye, but he could he could do some things with a ball that were uh, were frightening in a training ground um, I and they were all like that 
They were all like that. But I, I, I quite liked it. I was peak Dutch. <laughs> I thought he took it to a different level. Aye, but once, as I say, as you get in one of these guys, are, they're deep down there. Aye. Top, top guys. Did top you find blokes. it funny then, that sort of a stuff? Aye, I, th- I thought it, <laughs> at the start, I'm like, it's just a wind up, you know what I mean? But as it went on, it's no, it's just the way he was, he just unbelievable mm. self belief. And I loved that. Mm. I loved that. So that's another thing the Rangers will be taking on then because, as you said, it's a sort of a Dutch trait. So this fan would say the younger side, they're going through a transition, but you know fine well their players are going to believe in themselves when they turn up. Aye, listen, they're going to come... I mean, let's be honest, the, the Ibrox pitch is like a bowling green, so I'll shoot them down to a tee the way that, you know, the typical Dutch way, get the ball down and play. That's what they'll do. As I say, they're not as strong as they were before. I think Rangers have got a great chance, certainly with the fans behind them. And as you say, it's a young Feyenoord team. Mm-hmm. So if Rangers get out, get out the traps, which was a trademark yours in European games, mm-hmm. unless you were playing... Especially with that atmosphere, you can imagine, aye, inside the place you'd be busting it. Aye, we, we, had a, we had a different way of playing, and that's all the different managers, whether it be Dick, Alec, McLeish, Walter Smith, with a certain way of playing at Ibrox and that was getting people's faces and, and go for it because you've got the crowd away from home uh, we were a bit more cautious aye uh, which listen you've got to be because if you go and you, you come again you go and you, you try and play the same way you do as at home as away you're going to get caught out so uh, look Rangers if they get out the traps and they make it uncomfy for this team that, that could be it could be a sign of a good night for them Right, so you're tipping a decent result for I, I, I would always, I would always tip Rangers at home. No, just I know a lot of people say, ah, it's because you're a blue tinted specs on your Rangers fan, this and that." I always believe Rangers at home, especially on a European night. As I say, the atmosphere's different under the lights. Mm-hmm. I would always fancy Rangers. Well, that'd be a great start of the campaign if if Rangers could start with a win. Celtic, I think. It's a really, really tricky one. That's going away to Ren for the the start of the group. Yep. Um, what's your knowledge of the French game just now? I think Ren are sitting in second place in the league, which I, is an no, indication. No, to look, you obviously know the the, the well known teams, um, but Ren, as you say, is sitting uh, sitting up near the top end of the, the league. A lot of decent players. It'll be a hard one, but you know what? I looked at Lenny's performance in his team when he went to Ibrox a couple of weeks ago and I was really impressed he always obviously worked hard on the training ground and I'm sure he'll know this will be the same scenario going on to away from home in Europe as I just mentioned a couple of minutes ago you've got to play different away from home and uh, I've, I've seen a different side of Neil Lennon well, second he, time run that's, that's an interesting one right because you obviously know Lennon very well from your battles against each other as players but you kind of had a grudging respect and admiration for each other. I, I actually think, maybe because of his image, maybe because he, he's always been a feisty guy, I'm not sure that people give him enough credit for the tactician that he is. And I think he showed it I, I'm at, with, as I'm Celtic's with, manager first time round in Europe. I, I'm with you. Look, at, I think if you look back at his record, the first time round was very good. Yeah. Um, it's just things that happen. I, I think he, a, a lot what happened maybe off the field and, and stuff what, what he's like in the side of the pitch uh, a bit of fire about him I think he's far more intelligent than people give him credit uh, for well I'm the same but a lot of people have got a, a, 
an opinion. They, they don't. It's like myself. People have an opinion in, in myself. They, they don't know me. Mm-hmm. Um, but they feel it's right to get their opinion. Uh, the same <laughs> with Lenny. I, I, I think. I think he doesn't get a, enough credit for what he actually does um, in terms of the shape he's, his teams. Uh, you seen some of the stick he was getting last year. Uh, it wasn't great, but better than mind, he, he came in a difficult time, didn't he? Yeah. It wasn't that. You, you can't come in and change straight away. Well, he was, in fact, he was determined not to do that. I made a point can't. of saying, I can't change what, no, what Brendan Rodgers has done here. I just need to keep this ticking uh, over. You, you just need to get to the end of the line and then the summer's the time where you can change when you get in for pre-season you get your own players in and you, you get away playing that you're comfy with you, you can't change um, midway through a season because uh, it, it could cause problems that, and it's the same with Steven Gerrard when, when he came in he said he had a, a small period of time first I'm talking about start of last season mm-hmm. He had um, a small period of time to turn a hell of a lot of players over, change the the shambles which was before, and I don't think he got a, enough credit for that either because mm-hmm. it's that's difficult. A lot of shifting and players, a lot of players in and out, and people are quick to to jump on the bandwagon and criticise these guys. Well, did you find it unusual or strange that? because there was a high percentage of Celtic supporters who were actually saying well we don't want Neil Lennon we've had Neil Lennon we've had Brendan Rodgers we need another Brendan Rodgers there was a reluctance to accept Neil Lennon back in which I found really strange given Everly's done for the football club over the years but plus the fact I keep coming back to it you know I think that he's underestimated yeah I've seen loads of comments in in, in the press or or listening to people on radios when you're you're in the car going to training or wherever you're going and and, and people were were only having them Mm -hmm. and then I think those numbers are dwindling well I think it was dwindling two weeks ago with Mm -hmm. the result in the old firm game yeah it started again after the exit of the Champions League Um. I just see different a, a difference in him when you watch him when he's interviews. You know what I mean? There's a bit of calmness about him now. A bit calmer. Yep. Um, I, always still get, fiery. I always get the feel with Lenny that yes, he looks a wee bit calmer, but you're only Aye, ever an incident do, do away from. Do you mind from that seeing the side of the pitch? No, whether I don't. it's Neil Lennon, whether it's Stephen Gerrard, whether it's another manager, I love seeing managers. With a bit of fire. If your team's got to go with you, want you stand with your hands in your pocket <laughs> and no say anything. Aye. You've got to be passionate. If you're no passionate, I, I, I'm a big believer in it comes from the side of the park and oh, all right, you're know, on the pitch and it's up to the players to create that. But if you've got a bit of passion coming for the sidelines, i.e. your manager or coaching staff, that translates onto the pitch mm-hmm. as well. And I like that. Mm-hmm. I like that in somebody. How well did you get to know Lenny? No, look, I, I bumped into him a few times. Um, out with with the football there was a, a is it fair to say a, a I mean, real it, element of respect between I mean, the two I always respected him as I said to you about 10-15 minutes ago across that white line that respect went straight out well, the window well it did look as if the two of you would have ripped each other's throats uh, out of the which, first opportunity which I, I don't mind <laughs> <laughs> that's part and parcel of being a footballer um, but there was mutual respect off it you respected what what it carried being captain of the team you supported as a boy as well it just wasn't that you were you were carrying your players in terms of you had a lot of responsibility on you you were also carrying 
thousands and thousands of fans and you, you appreciated that he had that same pressure yep. except on the yep. other side and of the as soon as you'd done something wrong people were bang straight on you but listen that 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 is part of being in Scotland but part of being in the west of Scotland way two of the biggest clubs um, not just not in the west of Scotland but in the world mm-hmm. you were carrying a lot on your shoulders and any slight bit of misbehaviour get jumped upon but that was fine that, that, that was I knew that I knew and both of you were prone to the odd yeah, error well, of judgement I, I was prone to a few <laughs> <laughs> which uh, which I look back on and you could give yourself a a slap but that that's me yeah. That's me, I'm not but perfect. Was, but, but, but Neil Lennon was very similar. Two yeah, fiery characters. I, and, I liked uh, the one. Did, did he not surprise you? Was there not a, a birthday gathering where. I, he, he done a video thing. Um, what was that for? Uh, MB. Right, that's what it was. He done a, a video thing. Well, hold on, set the scene. So there was a party in your house following this? Aye, but the, somebody had done a video that people were just speaking. And um, the last one come up and uh, my seat in the house, which I don't like anybody sitting on. It's only me. Cause I'm, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, I know. Well, you tell me you've got OCD. Ah, well, are you surprised? <laughs> no. Uh, and then I've got three cups that I put my tea in that I don't like anybody using. <laughs> so you can imagine <clears throat> how I was feeling when Lenny was sitting on my chair. And where um, are you at this point when you're seeing the video? I'm standing at a party. And the party is? Uh, I nearly choked my pint. In the house? Aye. <laughs> and this is Neil Lennon. I nearly choked in my your beer. your favourite sit, seat, drinking tea out of your favourite cup. Yep. <laughs> so you can imagine. <laughs> but listen, that's... That, that's just, people don't know that about, about him, you know what I mean? And I'm the same like the Celtic and Rangers thing. Hey, I'm never going to hide what I'm at. Mm-hmm. I'm a Rangers fan. I got brought up a Rangers fan. I, I support Rangers. But also, listen, I've got friends that are Celtic supporters. As I say, I'm respectful. Mm-hmm. But that respect went out the window as soon as you come up against. I, I, I'm just interested because it's a, it's, a, it's a little insight into yep. what the, the real relationship's right, like. You, you want to you kick lumps out each other on the pitch, but... It's like if you bump into a player in a restaurant or in a bar, you're, you're having a couple of drinks, it's not that you don't talk to them. Mm-hmm. How you doing? Uh, how's things? Are you all right? Quick minute or two, have a beer, and then that's you. Uh, but people don't see that side. Of, I'm not just talking about Lenny or myself. People don't see that. Of footballers about, in general. Yep. They see a certain persona that's on the pitch. Yours yep. was a torn face, wanting to fight with everybody face. Wee angry man. Uh-huh. Lenny had a touch of that. The kind of red hair, aggressive. Yeah, I've I've met so many. Look, Scott Brown's a natural example. Yep. There's a guy that that's got this on fuel persona, and I'm sure that he actually hams it up, Scott. I'm sure that he actually he feeds off it. He, mm-hmm. he gives himself this pantomime villain kind of mm-hmm. and you look persona at, when he walks onto a pitch. You'll never meet a nicer guy. Yeah, off and the you pitch. look at Alan McGregor. Alan McGregor a bit aggressive on the pitch. Aye. When it comes to coming out and catching a couple of balls, couldn't you meet a nicer guy? Yeah. And it, it's the same with them all. They, they, they're professionals they go out in the pitch to do one thing and that's one for their club ah you might get a bit angry ah you might people might look at you and think oh look at your fucking face and him man. I'd love to rip that off right do you know what <laughs> that's not let me off I like I like a moan I think if you ask anybody that knows me I'm I'm prone to a moaner 10 
but I'm different from what you, you see I think it's on a ma- I think it's a massively important thing because right now we're talking about the abuse that football players oh, are having ridiculous. to and it is that I think fans are looking at the well, guys as they walk out onto the pitch and they've got their preconceived ideas and he's a wee whatever I'm going to say this is something that I'm quite passionate about I've had it for day day one I had it at school starting from my brother whether it was playing with my boys club playing with the school team that's Derek, Derek Ferguson's wee brother um, used to get a bat on the pitch used to do my head in as I obviously went and played with Rangers what gives people the right to give you abuse out in the streets I don't care see on the pitch people could shout what they want mm-hmm. do what they want on a pitch because I was like that as a player I was feisty I was moany I was angry but for people to shout I, I, I've had it for the last 25 years um, I've reacted stupidly on the in street. a few occasions but when it starts to affect your family when you're walking down the street with your kids and people are shouting you an orange bee this and that when you're walking with young kids with these guys absolute morons you know what I mean it cracks me up and I've seen it do you deal with it better now than you did or I still get or it. Could it or could it still I mean the, I, stuff, got, the Scott Brown stuff's sickening I, I've got my I've got a couple of things that I I can do to stop myself for reacting anger management I get a wee bit of that aye um, and then you look at what's been happening over the last I don't know number of years racism all that sort of stuff and then you look at the the stuff with Scott Brown last week eh, sorry two weeks ago what what has that got to do with football what goes through somebody's mind go and shout out the pitch go and scream whatever you want if if that was me I don't know if I would I've got to take my hat off to him um, how he reacted there was he deserves a lot of credit he does but I think you know what and, and I think this, the, is, the message that you sent out it was the look, the of, hurt, it was the look of hurt on his face I know, and it was just really you're going to that level uh, this, this is a guy's you know uh, it's not just Scott Brown the amount of stuff that's been happening over the last few years it, it, it's a joke mate mm-hmm. these guys that can hide behind screens uh, social media's got a lot to blame uh, for yeah, these guys do it face to face no chance it's alright when you're 100 yards away yeah and I, but I also think that see when people are on their computers or their phones or whatever and they're seen going to Twitter or whatever site they go on to and it's just abuse 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 mm-hmm. guys with no names anonymous trolls abusing people I think it seeps into their psyche that oh that's what you do I think they've become desensitised in real life so they think it's alright to see Scott Brown and yeah, say something like that. What their mum and dads think? Well, what their parents think? I'm sure about, they'd be absolutely horrified. About some of the stuff that gets put on, some of the stuff that gets said. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Sad. They're, actually, they're sad individuals. Yep. But anyway, that goes back to, to Neil Lennon and Barry, you're saying that Rangers can get a, yep. a result in the first night. Celtic and Wren as a draw I, I, I would say right now I'd sign for a draw I, I think they can go over there they've, they've shown that they certainly there's no bigger test than an old firm game and coming and, and defending defending well and controlling the vast majority of a game so they've got to take confidence 
from that. Mm-hmm. Um, look, the Hamilton performance wasn't amazing, was it? But it's three points clean sheet. That's the way he'll be looking at it. And I'm sure they can go over there and, and come away with, with at least a point. Point's a good result. A point's a great result. Yeah, you you take that all day. Agreed. Now, what we'll go back to the weekend now, Barry, because obviously we've got an Edinburgh Derby coming forward, which I described the other day. It seems about as pointless as two bald men arguing over a phone. No offence, Henrik, our producer. <laughs> Don't take that the wrong way. Henrik's as balls are cut. Um, that's yours, what it feels like. You're so far away. Yours, uh, no, I've got, no, no, my hairline's <laughs> fine. This is stay. Listen, but it's been less for years. It's not going any further. I'll keep my hair. It might turn grey, but that's probably just for doing this podcast. Um, this Edinburgh Derby, the two teams are going in on an absolutely horrendous run of form. You've got people baying for blood with, with Paul Heckenbottom. You've got fans outside the front door. A time castle try to storm the place to get Craig Levine out. What's your take on all this? Well, first, Hearts, my take is, I look at the Hearts squad. It's a f- very good squad. Yep. Now, what's the strongest part of a team? Spiny the team. Halkett, very good player. Mm-hmm. Thought he was excellent for Livingston. Deserved to get his move. Better, good experienced player. Whelan in the middle of the part, another good experienced player. Naismith, Piezo. And then surrounding that, they've, they've got a lot of decent ones. I'm, I'm surprised, but see when it starts and fans demonstrating outside, you're in trouble. Yeah, it's very hard you, to ring it back. You, to you, you, you're in trouble. I mean, I, when I heard that there was demonstrations, I'm thinking, what, maybe 10, 20 fans outside. And actually, until I seen the pictures, it was hundreds. Mm. Now, you can see there's there's been a lot of discontent in the stands. Well, obviously, the the results for me I look at Hearts as I say strong squad a lot of good players they're a big club Hearts great stadium great training facilities in place. I think they've got do you know what I think they've got a great owner I love listening to her mm-hmm. I do I think she's been great for Hearts mm-hmm. and Budge um, but he's in serious trouble when fans start protesting outside well I, I wrote the other day that if, if he cares as much as clearly he, he must he, do he, for Hearts but he actually there's a right thing to do here I've spoke and to the right thing to times, do is to walk away for I've us. spoke to him a number of times Craig Levine and I can only go in my experience he talking to him now quite a lot of pundits have got their their own conclusions of what they think of him I thought he was a good man I thought he spoke well Uh He's no stupid. No, he's certainly not stupid. He's no stupid. He knows that... I think it'd be crazy to sack him this week. And it all depends on the... The results. So he's got one game. And then if he goes and wins that game... Buy himself some time. Aye. Slowly turn it around. And bear in mind, it's... I think the reason why there's been a lot of pressure on them is, as I say before, they're a big club... Great there's facilities. A, there's, there's, there is but this thing about he's director of football and manager. Aye, it's a unique setup. It's, it's, that's not healthy. I've never, I've never seen that before. I've, I've he's not. manipulated the situation. As you said, he's not a stupid man. He's a very intelligent man. Yep, he he's mani- manipulated this situation in order to get himself into a really. But I mean, he he's, he's, go, he's embedded himself. Ask me something here. If they dismiss him for his job, you kind of go back upstairs. 
And I don't think so. No. So I think that's what's part of the problem. Yeah. That you can't just say, right, you've you've had your crack at managing. He knows himself. He's under pressure this week. This is a massive week for him. So I'm, sure, I'm sure on that training ground, he'll be he'll be working the players and there'll be plenty of meetings, believe me. And this weekend, I think it'll be, I mean, for two of them. Is his head in a block, do you think? If he loses this, it's, it's, I don't it's, think it's going to be difficult. Because you see, as I said, fans, when fans start protesting, that's been uh, you're, you're, um, you're in a sticky situation mm-hmm. and, and it's no much better for Hakenbottom across the city no it's no it's the start by I, I, I think when he first came in he had an initial reaction which normally happens but he's got a hard act to follow on Lenny I thought I thought Lenny done great for, for Hibs I, and I actually enjoyed watching Hibs they were a great great sight to watch they conceded goals but I tell you what they could score goals mm-hmm. they were very attractive going forward. I they conceded a few sloppy ones, but I thought they were in a good place. Hibs, whatever happened there, obviously, it fell into place for Lenny, isn't it? He's mm-hmm. he's back at the club, but that obviously means a lot to him. But uh, he's under pressure as well. I, again, I look at them and they've got some decent players as well. Hibs mm-hmm. again. Hibs is another big club, a beautiful stadium, their own training ground. That is. I don't think it's as bad in terms of the fans protesting yet, but that's not as it could be worse. They could be hearts. That's the bottom line right, right now. That's that's what they're in four points now, aren't they? They're in four points for fifteen. Yeah, well, the, the two of them, the two of them between the two of them, the twenty-four last league games. There's only been two wins. I mean, this is supposed to be two sides. I look at there. Hearts and Hibs. I'll be honest with you. If you're asking, I look at Hearts and Hibs, and I think. They're top four. Aye, should be. Top four, top five, easy, all mm-hmm. day long. That's Throw the in Aberdeen, that's you get your top five and it's A and other, isn't it? Yep. So that's the way I look at it. So they've got to be... Look, they'll know they're under pressure. They're big clubs, as I said. OK, right. Well, give us your tip for Easter Road. What's, what's your scoreline? Because I'm telling you I now... I think Hearts will win the game. Well, I think the worst result possible for both sides is a draw, <laughs> and I think they might just get it. No, I and that'll allow both to limp on. No, I think Hearts will win the game. There you go. And Levine will stay. I think Hearts will win it, yep. And Levine will stay? Aye. Well, sorry for the Hearts fans that tuned in. For but you're, you're, you're asking me... You're asking <laughs> me for a prediction. I think Hearts will go Easter Road and win the game. Big key thing... No nazy as Aye, well. Yes. He's massive for them. Aye. And, and listen, it, it showed last season. Start of the season, absolutely I think Hearts flying. without Naismith, and I'm, I, I don't think one player makes a team, but he makes, Very one, close to dif- he makes one hell of a difference to Hearts. And I'm sure they'll be trying everything in their power to try and get him fit mm-hmm. for that game. So Maybe the director of football will become the masseur and the medic and... Uh, well, I'm going for a Hearts win. What are you going for? <laughs> I'm going oh, for the you're draw. You're just sitting the fence as normal. No, do you know why that's not sitting in the fence in this case? Because so it's actually the worst then? result that can happen for so them all. What do you think will happen? A I think draw? A draw. Right. I think about a 1-1 one, one draw. What about the managers? I think both managers will say, well, we didn't get defeated, we'll roll on, we'll move on. And I think the 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 situations which need to be addressed won't be addressed. And Budge seems to be terrified of addressing the situation with Levine. 
a, win, a, a draw Easter Road well limp on for another week I wouldn't say Anne but you know, I think she's been good for her I think she's great at running a business I'm not sure she's great at running she's great at running the business side of the football club yep. she's let Craig Levine in total charge of the football side of the football club well, she must club. have a hell of a lot of trust in her man she does but they're sitting bottom of the league they're in relegation form yep. he's uh, got a win rate of 11% which by the way is less than half of the win rate Ian uh, Cattle well, has was, 26% you were saying off mic that I couldn't believe that when you, you say that to him 11% it's no no great well there's only one thing that happens to a manager when 11% win rate yep and do you know what unless you're the director you of football as well you don't get three points on Sunday it's going to be hard for him to stay Right, okay, well that's rolling on to next week. Barry, we'll be back for the next instalment of the Fergie Time podcast and we'll be discussing what's going on at the weekend, where it leaves everybody and watching Craig Levine and Paul Hagen both of them limp on for another couple of weeks. Cheers. Cheers.